welcome to episode 156 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. And this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about, I was going to say one of our favorite topics. It's not one of our favorite topics, but it is a topic that is a conversation that we have sort of amongst ourselves pretty frequently <laughs> sort of over, the, over our career as travel agents, which is, what is the big difference between using a travel agent versus booking through Costco, for example, Costco or Expedia or, you know, fill in the blank big box travel company. Um, what are the differences? And so we're going to get into all of that because there's a lot of like there it's, it's a big difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we feel very passionate about this. So uh, we're going to get into all of that. But first, we actually have some you know, we have Disney news for Disneyland, Disney World, and Disney Cruise Line. So I'm always Ooh, happy. Ooh, the trifecta. Yes. Uh, first up, I thought this was super cute. I'm very excited about it. Um, we've all heard of the Marvel Days at Sea and the Star Wars Days at Sea that Disney Cruise Line has done in the past and is doing this year. Next year on the Disney Fantasy, it is going to be Pixar Days at Sea. I am excited. I think that is adorable and we have heard people asking for more pixar like why is there no pixar character meal and why is there no you know like this i think is a great sort of step into that um you know the characters i think are going to be super popular so it is 2023 sailings select sailings on the disney fantasy from january 2023 through march of 2023 so these are seven night sailings um they all stop at castaway key which is of course my favorite place on earth <laughs> um so that'll be great um and there's going to be more details to follow but it's uh it's very exciting and I, I believe early 2023 is already available to book right so yes yes so there are going to be people that are currently booked on the fantasy whose sailings are now going to be the pixar days at sea which i think is so fun that's a fun surprise it's a fun surprise yeah so there's going to be care you know there's going to be um character meets and special dining things and like just all kinds of really, really fun stuff. So, and this yeah. is great because it's sort, sort of universal, right? Well, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's boys, it's girls, it's adults, it's kids, you know, like it's Pixar, I think has something for everybody. So, yeah. And for, for the people who aren't necessarily fans of Star Wars or Marvel, this is something different to add mm -hmm. to these days at sea, these themed almost themed cruises, even though it's just usually one day. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I was excited about that. Uh, one of my favorite Disney legends that I've, I've ever had the pleasure of meeting uh, was head of the archives, Dave Smith. He passed away a couple of years ago uh, and he has been honored with a window on main street at Disneyland and it premiered this week. So I was really excited to see that. Yeah. Um, I think you, you both had the chance to meet him, right? Many times, yeah. Yeah, Heather has many times. You did not. He's just just the sweetest man. He was just really nice. I really liked him every chance I had a chance to meet him. Um, and so I think it's uh, – and I love the windows. And in case, just mm -hmm. in case, there is anybody that is listening that does not know what we're talking about, um, as you walk down Main Street USA in both Walt Disney World and Disneyland and, of course, Disneyland Paris and any Main Street USA and any Disney park – a lot of the signs and things that are painted on the windows are nods to people that have been significant in Disney history. Um, and so 
you know, it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people walk past and don't even realize what they are. Um, but there's, you know, you, you can find, uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of websites that have like the lists of all the windows and what they signify and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of a fun thing to do if you've got sort of a, a little downtime is to just walk around and, and check out all the different windows. So I heard of it described one time as the opening credits. So you're walking down. Oh, that's great. I love yeah, that. It's like kind of like mm -hmm. the opening credits. So. That's really cool. I had mm -hmm. not heard that. That's really neat. That's a great way to think about it. Uh, and then over at Walt Disney World in Hollywood Studios, they have announced that in addition to the rodeo barbecue roundup that was previously announced that is a, a quick service restaurant, uh, there is going to be a Jesse's Trading Post playset. So like, you know, one of those giant jungle gym oh, areas where kids can get all their yayas out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they do they, that. They do again. that. Because yeah. I remember, did you either of you ever go to uh, Hollywood Studios, like back when it was MGM and it first opened and they had the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, they had that like, for you, years. Even Nora like, played on that. I loved it. Like, I yeah. was, like, prime age when that that park opened. And they yep. got, like, that was my favorite place to spend an hour, like, running through that little world, you know? Yep. Yeah. My son used to love it. That and the, uh, which is still there, the dino the dig there. site. Yeah. At, uh, uh, Animal Kingdom. That was another fun one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, it's, it's funny. We ask, you know, we think about Walt Disney World as having like, oh, so much for kids to do. And there are rides to go on, but there's also a lot of time sort of standing in line and waiting for things and, um, you know, not always so many opportunities for them to just like run around and burn off a bunch of energy. And so, you know, I think these are great. So, uh, so that does it for Disney news this week. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the benefits of using an actual travel agent like Heather or Sharla or any other, you know, professional travel planner uh, versus going through a quote unquote big box travel supplier. So stay tuned. All right. So let's get into this. We've talked, we've done previous episodes on why you should use a travel agent. Um, so I don't necessarily want to rehash the why you should use a travel agent of it all, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I am just going to reiterate one thing that we made sure to mention in the previous episode. And if you go back in our episode list, it's back there. Um, the vast majority of professional travel agents are free to use. We are free to use, you know, MEI Mouse and Travel is free to use, Heather, there are no fees for our services. There are a few travel agencies that out there that do charge planning fees, but they're few and far between. The vast majority of travel agents are free. And I think that is still something that people don't realize. So Justin think, didn't know this. Sorry right. to interrupt, but like at, like maybe six months ago or eight months ago, we were having this conversation somewhere. And I like I said something about, oh, I don't even charge anything. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. You, you don't, so it's the same money to book with you as it is to book somewhere else? Why don't people do, people don't know that. How do you, like, he really had no idea. And we've mm -hmm. been together for a hot minute now. Like, it's not yep. like he had just met me. I still get asked all the time, well, 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 wait, then how do travel agents get paid? Travel agents get paid a commission by the suppliers that they're selling. So they make a percentage, small <laughs> percentage <laughs> of your trip that you're booking. It does not come out. It does not add on to your price. So for example, if you book a trip directly through Disney or a trip with a travel agent, the price is exactly the same. It just let that sink in for a second. The price is exactly the same, which means you're paying. you are paying our commission 
whether <laughs> you use us or not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you might uh, as well get something out of it. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, one thing also I want to mention before I forget is it's not just about the fees. Some travel agencies do charge a cancellation fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so our travel agency, we never charge any fees. Any fees that you might get would be from the supplier. Like if you cancel a Disney cruise at the last minute or something, um, then that's Disney fees, not our fees. But right. some travel agencies, and we'll get into the online ones in a minute, but even some like us do charge cancellation fees. We do not. Right. So you have to look at that as well. Yep. All right. So let's get into, and I'm going to use Costco. No offense to Costco. Love me some Costco. I'm just going to use them sort of as a catch-all phrase for the rest of the podcast. So please understand as you're listening to this podcast, that I'm talking about Costco. It could also be BJ's. It could also be Sam's Club. It could also be Expedia. It could also be hotel, like any sort of aggregate, you know, vacation provider is who I'm talking about here. So let's get into sort of all of that. Let's, and I want to talk about it sort of like from the very beginning. What are the differences when you call a place like that versus when you call a travel planner? So, for example, when you call Costco, you're you're not calling an individual who who runs their own business. You're calling a call center. Uh-huh. You're calling a call center just like you would if you were calling Disney or Disney Cruise Line or Royal Caribbean directly. You're calling the call center. You are getting just random person who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your story. And they are just going to break it down in terms of dollars and cents. Um, they're not going to necessarily say, and, and they're going to say like what you might get back from them. They're not going to necessarily give you the best option for your particular family and your particular vacation. Right. Right. So, and they might be incentivized to be selling a particular property that day, or they might be incentivized to be telling a, selling a particular room type or a particular destination. Um, they are not professional travel agents. They are call center reps. I also like to think of them in my mind as order takers. Mm-hmm. You can go onto their website or you can call them and say, I want X, Y, and Z, and they will give you X, Y, and Z. They're not going to say, well, wait a minute, for $50 more, you can get this. Or you mentioned to me your son's favorite character was so-and-so, maybe you should stay here. Or this restaurant would be really great because you have allergies or this is your favorite type of food. They have no idea who you are, your likes, your preferences, your dislikes. They're just going to you said this, this is what you get. Um, and for some people that may work, but if you want more personalized service, this is, you're not going to get any service and you're certainly not getting personalized service. Right. And anybody who has ever called or worked in specifically worked in a call center knows the goal of a call center is to get you in, get you sold and get you off the phone as quickly as possible so that you can take the next phone call. Mm -hmm. They do not have any sort of vested interest necessarily in getting to know you um, because they are a numbers game and not an individual service game. Right. And that also means in um, terms of if you need to make a change to your booking, they're likely not as incentivized to make that change because it's not going to necessarily make them any more money. Yeah. Or make the company more money, not necessarily the agent on the phone. That's a big one. So let's talk about discounts because Mm -hmm. when you work with a travel agent 
a, a huge part of your job is making sure that your client gets the best possible deal for them. Right. Costco doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't care they what are you're getting. <laughs> never going to call you back and say, "Hey, guess what? You just saved four hundred dollars off the cut." Nope, they don't. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. And if you have to call them, I don't know if they're going to reprice it for you or not. I, I honestly have no idea. But if you have to call them, then you might as well be calling Disney yourself and get right. that price redone. Um, so that's one of the things that we as travel agents do is proactively look at those and um, make the changes if if we can. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, and so, and again, that's a, that's a service. Now I'm no longer a travel agent, so I'll handle this little part of it just because, it, you know, <laughs> when your travel agent does that for you, when your travel agent spends the time and the energy to call Disney or to rebook it online for you and to email you and to say however much they've saved you, your travel agent has just lost money. And they don't mind. They don't mind at all, even though it means that financially they're actually taking a hit on that booking because what's more important to your travel agent is that you be a happy customer. Sure, because happy customers come back and they refer their friends and family. And right. that's how you're building a relationship is right. when customer is happy, I am happy. Right, right. Costco, Expedia, fill in the blank big box travel supplier, they deal with such volume, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you come back and are a repeat person or refer, they're going to get the business regardless. It does, it does not matter to them, it, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and so they have no they they have no need to do that type of work for you, um, they, you know, because they're going to make their money either way. Yeah, and I I think the 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 thing to highlight here is service, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't get service from Costco. You get a discount, sure, but you're getting the discount because they are not paying people to sit and spend hours working on your particular reservation. They are paying people to take your money and then forget about you. So yeah. if all you're after is the initial discount, great. But if you are going to need any type of help, whether that is a question, um, a price adjustment, um, God forbid an emergency situation, they are not there to help you. There will be no service whatsoever from uh, from those types of places. I cannot tell you how many times over the years I have booked something. I have not booked something for somebody, and they've come to me and said, "Can you help? I booked it with this with this company, and I need to change, and they can't. And there's nothing I can do. You no. know, there's I there Disney and other suppliers have specific rules about taking over from other travel agencies and things like that." I can't touch your booking if it was made through somebody else. So I can't, I can't help you I, as much as we might like to. Yeah. And so I, I, I mean, it happens several times a year that people are in a big pickle and, and a, I can't and a lot it. more since the beginning of the pandemic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, go ahead, Charlotte. I, I mean, I book, I book a lot of cruises for people specifically, um, not necessarily Disney. I'll, although Disney too, and the amount of work that I have had to put in this year over the last year and a half because of 
issues that people have had. And I, again, have heard from them when they booked it themselves and they've spent hours on the phone. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my world. This is what I do for you. You don't have to do this. Um, I, and I'm going to be relentless about getting it done, which is not something that most of these big box stores will. Well, I think we should address, and we're, we're kind of touching on it, but like skating around it. A lot of people who go to Expedia or Costco or these places and say, oh, I just booked a vacation package to Universal or this cruise or whatever. They gave me a $300 onboard credit. It's $500 cheaper. That's the reason they're going there. They're going there because it's cheaper um, and they're not seeing the value in booking through us or a different travel agent. Like that is the main draw of these places yes. is the price. And it's and not it's not always cheaper. No. Right. No, but it can be. Yeah. And and I understand that. Like I don't want to have to pay more for my vacation than I I can, you know what I mean? So I understand the draw of it, but I think that people aren't understanding beyond the initial booking. I think a lot of people see that price. They think it's a great price. We're going to book it. And don't worry. I travel all the time. I know what I'm doing. I know about Disney. I know about cruises. No big deal. It's cheaper. And I get that onboard credit or those gift cards or, or whatever it may be, whatever the incentive is. Um, and they don't have the foresight to look in the future and go, well, what happens if I can't get my dining reservations? Or what happens if my kid tests positive for COVID and now we can't go on this cruise? What happens, what happens if, if the laws change about where I can and cannot go or what exactly happens if, yeah. or the, the destination I'm going has changed their entry requirements or, or whatever it may be. What yeah. happens? What ha especially now, like this could have been a very different topic three years ago and it might not have been as intense. But now that stuff happens every single day. I yep. deal with it. I just I just got three emails in my inbox that I'm watching as we're recording about cruise lines that have changed itineraries because a certain island is not open to cruise ships right now and they yep. leave in four days. Yep. So and one of the reasons, you know, and so sometimes we'll have clients that come to us and say, well, you know, Costco offered me, you know, X number of onboard credit or X number of gift card or whatever. Can you match it? Here's why Costco can do that. They are not paying their people a commission. They're paying their people a flat hourly rate to answer the phone. And they're taking, Costco is taking the money for those onboard credits and, and gift cards and things out of the company's pocket. And they can afford it. <laughs> they yes. have it to spend. When a travel agent like Heather or Sharla or any other travel agent gives you a gift card or an onboard credit, that is coming directly out of their pocket, their personal business pocket, not out of the agency's pocket, not out of the company's pocket, not out of their personal pocket. So sometimes can we offer you, yeah, sometimes we can offer you an onboard credit. Sometimes we can offer you a stateroom gift. Sometimes we can offer you like a little gift card or something like that. But if, if we're only making $100 in commission on a trip and you're asking for $100 in onboard credit, you're basically asking us to work for free. Um, Nobody Costco wants can afford to, to do that. We, can, we can't. We just can't afford to do that. So that's, yeah. I think, a big and, important thing. <laughs> and right now, a lot of us are still recovering from the last two years of mm -hmm. losing as much money as we lost. So I am trying to get back to like all the gifts and stuff for people I yeah. have traveling. But sometimes it's it's just really difficult right now. And so, again, these online travel agencies, they can do that because it's it's just you know part of their doing business and 
I try to give everybody a stateroom gift or something like that, but right now it's not happening and it will again soon, ideally. (laughs) But you know, it's, you got, you have to understand that it, again, it is about the service. Yes. And part of the service I think is to say thank you, but it's, we've all been through the ringer right now. So, yeah. And one thing, I think another thing that clients don't realize is that um, travel agents don't get paid until after you have completed your travel. So that means we can work with you on a trip for a year, two years. Maybe you booked this pre-pandemic and now you're finally hoping to go on your Disney cruise, but oh, at the last minute you test positive for COVID and you wind up canceling. We don't get paid. Yeah. Which is don't get paid. Happening to me all the time. So for all of 2020 and all of 2021, pretty much, a lot of travel agents worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and made literally no money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that takes them, it takes a minute to come back from that. It just does. It takes a minute financially to recover from that. And we're not complaining about it. And we're not telling you, like, this is not like to say like, oh, you should never cancel your trip. Of course you have to get, of course life happens. Of course, during a pandemic, you're not expected to, everybody has to make the right decisions for them, but it's just something to be aware of. So, and again, with Costco, they, again, they don't care. <laughs> you know, they, they can, they can absorb those losses. Um, and that's and what I was talking about. about that's what I was talking about earlier with whatever fees they may have. They may charge you a fee to cancel mm-hmm. that booking, no matter what the reason is. Um, yep. And that the person in the call center may not have the authority to override that fee for that you. fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just want to know what the fees are going to be. And yeah, ideally you won't have to cancel, but know what the fees are going to be if you do need to. Yeah. Cause I know, especially right when the pandemic first started, there were a lot of people, um, you know, I was just getting emails from people that didn't book through me or seeing it on different message boards that, Oh, well, Royal Caribbean, just to use a name has been refunding everybody but I booked through Costco or I booked through Expedia and they're not refunding me I can't get my like I mean I feel like we've all probably seen these reports on our local Mm -hmm. news stations too where they're not getting their money back because they booked through this third party so you really especially now in today's travel climate you need to know what those policies are before you book yeah and the importance right now of having an expert on your side, somebody who is up to date on the latest laws and regulations, someone who is up to date on the latest COVID protocols, somebody who can tell you, are you going to need to wear a mask on your cruise? Are you going to need to test prior? Are you going to need, what is the latest at Walt Disney World? Do you require a reservation? What's open? What's not open? Travel agents who are working in this industry every single day, all day, are up to date on all of that. Um, yeah, it's our job. We have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And most of the time I know your answer, the answer to your question immediately, not always, but you know, immediately. And I'll be able to point you in the right direction if I can't answer it directly. Yeah. But we also have a team of people and every travel agency does this, I'm sure, where we can ask people yep. if we don't know. So I know where to go for the answer for your question, um, even if I don't know it. Right. Right. And it's also personal experience. So we travel to Disney regularly. We've sailed in all the Disney cruise ships. We have been to Europe. We have been to Asia. We have been to whatever. So when you say, when you call Heather or Sharla and say, hey, I really like this type of resort or I really like this type of feel or normally when I travel, I stay here. They are making personal recommendations because they have been there and done that. Um, as opposed to a call center rep who, yeah, may, I mean, maybe they stayed at your hotel. Maybe they didn't. Probably they didn't. <laughs> you know, it's personal expertise. 
I think also too, in going it with that personal expertise, people will call me and say, I want to go to wherever. And I'll say, okay, great. Well, I've worked with you three times in the past. Here's what I recommend for you. And they'll say, well, no, but I saw this resort at this price at this place. And I'm like, well, I can price that resort for you too. But here's why you're personally not going to like it. I don't care that your mom went or your best friend went or you saw it for a cheaper price. I know you. I have a relationship with you. And here's why this property is not going to work for you. Yeah. You can choose to take my advice or not, but I've been there. I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to help you out. I'm on your team here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I think that's a good point. It's your travel agent is, is, is your teammate. Yes. Stop yelling at me, please. Oh, well, <laughs> that too. Yeah. Please. Be, I, you know, it's, it's funny. My parents and I were having this conversation the other day and they were talking about how they were so saddened by the fact that they had gone to get takeout at a local restaurant and there was a sign on the door that said, please be kind to our staff. We are understaffed and we are doing the very, very best we can. Please, please don't yell at our employees. And they yes. were like, how, oh, my God. I mean, how how bad is it that they need to have that sign? And I said, <laughs> yeah. 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 So same I, goes for your travel agents. Please, please don't yell. <laughs> please don't yell at your travel yeah. agents. They're doing I'm the very best. I am on your team. When I offer you a different suggestion or tell you why something's probably not going to work for you, it's because I care about you and I know you. <laughs> it's not because I'm trying to be difficult. It's just I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Just. Take a moment to think about it before yeah. you disagree with me. That's all. Uh, yeah. I, I have another suggestion to add. When you are looking for a travel agent, um, if you are looking for a new travel agent, you want somebody who has experience and has traveled, yes. But you also want somebody who is not constantly traveling all the time. Yes. And therefore, does not sit at their desk and actually do their job. That is a great point. Absolutely. You want like a mixture. Yeah, we. it's true because how else are you going to get expertise if you're not out there? And I don't mean like going on vacation. I mean, like when we travel for work, we are doing hotel tours, site inspections, ship inspections, all of that. Like you want somebody doing that because that's how we're experts. But if you just have somebody that's constantly on vacation, that's not going to work for you either. That's not good. Okay, so did we cover everything? I'm looking at my notes here. Um, In case of emergency, somebody in your corner, expert versus call center, the perks and why they can offer those and we might not necessarily be able to. And I just want to say also, we're not condemning those places. I think that there are certain trips and there are certain things that they can offer that are significant savings that we simply can't compete with, again, because of the sheer volume. And yeah. so, you know, if, if if it works for your budget and you're whatever, like, we get it. We get it. We totally get it. Just understand that it's going to be a different level of service and a different type yeah. of experience. Mm-hmm. I think the point and of this podcast have. was not so much to be like, Costco is awful. It's more no. or less to highlight the differences. And so you are aware as a consumer of what you are getting when you go to book with me or you go to book with Expedia. Be aware. You need to be aware. Like you wouldn't just go buy a car off of a lot that you've never test driven or you didn't do any research on because it looked pretty. You know, (laughs) you you would do a little bit of research. So, all right. I have a story here. I, (laughs) one of my dear friends and a listener at this podcast is, uh, uh, my friend Rick and he works, uh, he has a sort of leadership position at a large auto dealership. So Mm -hmm. he sells cars for a living. 
And when I bought my last car, now he's not near me. Otherwise, I certainly would have bought my car through him, but he doesn't live near me. So I went through a online car seller. I went through Carvana. I tell everybody this story now when they bring up Carvana, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And I had a terrible experience with Carvana. I had a terrible experience. And when I told Rick about this, he started laughing and he goes, so you booked with Expedia. (laughs) 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 Instead of using your local (laughs) auto seller. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. They literally lost my car. They had no idea where the car was. They couldn't find it. When they finally found it, it showed up damaged. I had to get a complete, like it was terrible. And every time I was calling their call center, I was getting a different person. I was starting over every single other time. Whereas if I had bought from a local car dealership and had a relationship with a human being, it would have been completely different. And I I hadn't thought about it that way. And as soon as he said it, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. Exactly what I did. And I won't ever do it again. (laughs) I'll never do it again. So yeah, we've become a society where it's all about convenience. And don't get me wrong. I am also this person because sometimes I would rather order my canned tomatoes on Amazon and have them delivered to my door as opposed to just running out to the store. Um, But you know, it in that, in what we've become all about convenience, we are certainly setting ourselves up for failure at some times in life. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I was so humbled when he said that. (laughs) The thought literally had not even occurred to me and he immediately got it. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're so, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't ever do it again. (laughs) Yeah. So fire beware, I guess. All right. Coming up next on our Patreon extra, uh, we were talking about TV shows before this about, you know, shows that we're excited about, whatever. We started talking about childhood shows. So we are going to be sharing what our favorite childhood TV shows were. What were the things, what shows were you like allowed to stay up for? Like, what do you really remember from your childhood? Like, what were the TV shows that really shaped, you know, your youth? Um, and it's very possible this might also turn into a tribute to Betty White. <laughs> so, uh, so that is our Patreon extra. That is for those of you who are supporting us monthly on Patreon. We appreciate you so, 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 so much. Uh, if you are interested in that topic and want to be able to hear it and you're not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. It's only five, 10 or $15 a month. Think of it as a tip. As just a way to help us to continue to create this content. If you're listening to us every week and you enjoy listening to us and we've become part of your week, we have a lot of listeners who say like, you know, I look forward to Wednesdays because you're a part of my Wednesday. Um, you know, we had a, um, we're doing a listener Q&A episode coming up and we've been getting a bunch of emails in from that. And we've gotten some really sweet notes from people mm-hmm. saying, you know, you are what keeps me connected to Disney right now and we can't be going there. So um, one of the ways that you can help support that is through Patreon. Um, don't forget to visit our website, DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. We have an incredible Facebook group. Yes, Heather with the hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. But don't forget, guys, I, we're also trying to do upcoming uh, topics, like Sarah said, um, listener questions, but also why do you only go to Disney World? Not so much. Yes. Not so much anywhere else in the world, but like, why do you always choose Disney World versus the cruise line, Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, whatever it may be? I'm just curious about what makes you keep going back to Disney World versus trying a different Disney destination. And yes, Becky, this is for you. You know, yeah. 
why, what keeps you coming back to Disney destinations uh, versus exploring the rest of the world? So we've gotten some interesting answers already in our Facebook group. So if you are not a member of our Facebook group, free to join. Anybody can join it. Just go to Facebook, search for Disney Park Princess. It'll pop right up under groups. Um, thank you so much. And like Heather just said, we have a couple of topics coming up. Email us your questions. You can always reach us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Uh, if you have thoughts on either of those topics or a question that you would like us to answer, or if you just want to say hey, or if you just want to say, hey, I've got a birthday coming up. Could you wish me a happy birthday? Whatever. You name it. We we love hearing from you guys. Um, and that's why the listener Q&A topics are always our favorite. We did a breaking. We did two. What is your breaking point? episodes recently <laughs> our last two episodes y'all are still talking about those <laughs> that topic has become very popular um so there's a lot of discussion about that going on in our facebook group as well which has been really interesting to to follow um and i love the range of responses i love that there are some people that are like nope my break that my breaking point was six months ago or no i don't really see one like they really just get the whole range of responses. So, um, you know, keep talking to us about that as well, because I just think it's such an interesting, I just think it's such an interesting thing right now that we're in this kind of zeitgeisty moment. <laughs> you <Right>? know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that does it for episode 156 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.